hey homies welcome back to another episode of uncommon queens i'm not even gonna talk about how inconsistent i have been y'all know the drill i said once a month life happens i wanted to reorganize but i have some exciting news on the podcast front um but one thing first things first thank you for your patience um but I'm excited for us to come for the podcast. I have new ideas, fresh ideas, and updated is I'm sort of doing a rebrand and having cover art done by an illustrator, not by myself. Like this one was done. The current one is done by myself on Canva. Then trying to do it, take, you know, make sure I have all of the necessary artwork and I'm not stealing anyone's artwork. And um, I could not be more hype about it. I love who I am getting to work on it. I trust her. I'm getting back some sketches done soon. I feel like our vision is aligned, so I just can't excite, can't wait. Um, that's probably coming later in the fall. Um, but just thought I would give you that update that new things are coming, rebrand is coming. I'll probably talk more about that later, at a later date, um, but stay tuned. So my cat is having a moment. So if you hear him in the background, you didn't. It's not happening. Um, Along with what I spoke about in my last episode, um, we're going to do a post-grad topic. And this is one that I have been wanting to verbalize because I've been learning this and kind of unpacking it in my personal life. And I read it in Defining Decade. I'm almost done with the book, guys. Two months later, I just didn't have time to pleasure read for a while there, but now I'm really getting into it. I freaking love it. I think it should be required reading in college. It is so good and makes you just feel so seen and heard and known and just gives you so much more insight on your 20s and how it's important and how we shouldn't just, you know, wait till our 30s to really... um be wise about our decisions and and um, take our relationship seriously and all these things and um, it also includes like research about your brain and how our brains are still developing even at 25 years old you know our brains if you're a girl listening to this our brains are still developing as well it's not just guys so fun fact of the day spoiler alert Um, so this episode is going to be surrounding narratives, narratives we've had in the past. Um, I've had a big revelation about, you know, how the narratives that we've told ourselves might not be true. The narratives that we have taken on from other people don't really have a bearing on, you know, who we are as who I am as a person and that I can change the narrative and I have the power to change the narrative and I have the power to step into who I actually am as a person and as a woman and how you can just kind of how that shifts the trajectory of your life. And I hope that I'm able to convey this. It's sometimes hard when you're, when it's kind of like at a meta level of like unpacking and, um, You know, I come from the belief that you don't have to be arriving at the destination or the lesson for you to be able to speak on it. I think there's a lot 
of beauty and just and speaking on something as you're going through it because we always see on social media and the media in general this perfect product but I think people talking about the steps of getting there and the mess ups and the mistakes and them and just like the messy middle is so important and so valuable especially in this world that we live in now and so that's what I'm gonna try to do today um stick with me so as I said in the last episode I am back in the place I grew up and that's not what I pictured for my life I thought I would move to this new city or stay in Nashville and at the same time I'm now realizing and I kind of knew from the from the jump but I fully know now that I wasn't supposed to stay in Nashville for that period of time. Who knows if I'm meant to go back. Um, But I needed to be pulled out. I needed to be pulled out and assess the situations, grow, not be around um, kind of all the distractions and just really sit with God, sit with myself, reflect on the four years reflect on just my life and where I want to go and who I want to be. And so I do believe that I needed clarity on things. And so this, this topic for today is um, just really assessing like the narratives that I've told myself and I'm going to read a um, excerpt from defining decade it's surrounding relationships but honestly I feel like it can go with multiple things and um, I hope that this kind of reaches you or connects with you in some way and so let's get reading so to kind of set the scene the author um, Dr. Meg Jay is giving us kind of a picture into her sessions with some clients of course she changed the names but on this particular section of the book we're talking about dating but I feel like this can reflect obviously on a lot of different aspects of life and the client's name is Kathy and Kathy is kind of talking about her toxic dating habits and how she kind of feels caught up in this narrative that she listened to people from high school she's a minority um and just telling herself, like, I'm so caught up in this life and this um, this personality that I have, this persona, but I'm not 17 anymore. I'm She's 27 now. So I thought I would read this um, part of the book. It might be a little bit long, but I think it's um, helpful. So high school in our 20s are not only the time when we have our most defining experiences, they are also the time when we have our most defining memories. That's because these are the years of many dating and mating firsts. First crushes, first rejections, first kiss, first relationships, first heartbreaks. Some of these experiences are positive, many of them are negative. Regardless, most are prominently featured in another teen and 20-something first, our first attempts to form our life stories. These are also the years when we are as when as we become capable of and interested in abstract thought. We start to create narratives out of the first out of these memories and first. We start to tell stories about who we are. Then as our social networks expand across our teens and twenties, we repeat these stories to others and to ourselves. We use them to feel a sense of coherence as we move through place as we move from place to place. 
The stories we tell ourselves, the stories we tell about ourselves become facets of our identity. They reveal our unique complexity. And all at once, they say something about ourselves, our friends, our family, our communities, and our cultures. They say something about why we live as we do from year to year. I often help clients build professional identities by pushing them to craft stories around themselves that make sense, stories they can take around to job interviews. Personal stories about relationships are much trickier. Without resumes to organize, our experiences with friends and lovers, or interviews and essays that require us to reflect, our most intimate, defining experience and memories can be pieced together in strange, even painful ways. Though some of these memories may be left untold, they are no less meaningful or powerful. The power of these untold stories is that, like Kathy, they can loop silently in our minds without anyone, sometimes even ourselves, knowing about them. The stories are often found hiding, as Kathy said, in the gaps between what we plan to do and what we actually do, or between what happens and what we tell people about what happens. And that's just a little bit. I kind of want to go into other parts of it, but just the stories that we repeat about ourselves, that part really connected with me because I just has been told a lot of my life like, oh, Lauren's so nice, but she's shy and quiet and and reserved and all of those things. And I think I gripped onto that so much that I was like, yep, like that's me. That's the story I'm telling myself. Like I'm just shy and quiet. And so I think part of me just shut off and I told myself that story and I took on that identity and I my brain just, I repeated that to my brain and, you know, our brains just seek what is comfortable. So my brain's like, okay, you're telling yourself this and that and that's what you are. That's what you're going to be. And I think I kind of just went on autopilot and went into survival mode and just stuck with it. And, you know, last, actually last night, I kind of realized that for a big chunk of my life, like what she said, of course, she said in your teen years, but also I feel like from like middle school to high school or like eight or whatever to 19 for me because I graduated high school at 19 because I was a little bit older. um, Those were definitely the times that I was in survival mode and I college, as I say, was the best years of my life. Like I waited for friends like this. I waited for you know, all these things, and I piled new memories on. I, of course, I, you know, was going to therapy and everything, but I felt like still I was piling new memories on to the old ones, but now I'm back in that place, and I'm kind of, that girl in survival mode started coming back to me and realizing that, like, oh no, like, I still need to uncover so much because that's a big period of time in my life that I was in the survival, go, 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 stuck in people-pleasing and just fitting into this mold and not not challenging it, not being like, no, I know that's not just all of me. We're multi, you might have heard me say, like we're multidimensional, multifaceted human beings, like God created us that way. And we're not meant to just sit in one part of who we are. We can experience the fullness of who we are in so many ways and so many expressions. And that doesn't mean you have to give your full personality to everyone. But I think there's we kind of owe it to ourselves to show up in some way and um, not just keep our head down and just loop this negative thought pattern in our head 
And I just want to say, like, if you were in that survival period or that survival mode or whatever that looks like for you, we made it. We made it. Our bodies and brains are beautiful in that, that they protected us. And they're strong. And you did it. And now we get to take back control and let ourselves enjoy new memories and new experiences and new relationships. And we made it another day. God gave us another another chance at this life on this side of um, heaven. And that means like we have something more to do. We have something more to give. We have something more. There's more to us to um to be and to um just shine our light and do our passions and cherish the memories that we make with our families and so I think that what's remind me of like oh like I took on this identity and I took on you know what happened with friendships or relationships and I kept looping that back of like oh, this is my story and like la-di-da and kind of was sit and stopped in that insecurity when I knew that I was not just that one dimension. I was not just those stories. There was so much more to my personality and to my interests and to um, my experiences than just sitting in that uh, part of it. I'm going to read a little bit more of Kathy's story and um, Dr. Meg's um, kind of conversation and session. And so it says, the stories are often, oh wait, yet these stories are the bits of identity with perhaps the greatest potential for change. But later we will hear about how personality can change in our 20s and it can, but it cannot change as quickly or as drastically as the stories we tell about ourselves. Life stories with themes of ruin can trap us. Life stories that are triumphant can transform us. So part of what I do with clients like Kathy is to help them tell their stories. Then we can change. And I think that's so true, at least in my life. Like if we have these themes, like we can just trap us. Like I said, put us in a box. Let us sit there and rest in it and not create that healthy mindset that we so crave or that I at least crave and she's and then it began to go on and say the story you are telling yourself about who you are now is a first draft left over from adolescence it doesn't make sense to to me because she talked about earlier about how you know career and your story and your career you know you want to weave it and make it make sense and have it be this you know progression but the story that Kathy was telling herself didn't make sense because she's not 17 she's not 18 um anymore she's a woman now and she just progressed and there's more to her okay before I get to my three points that I feel like may help you and help me let's be honest I'm still on the learning journey so um Dr. Meg said things get better only when we let new and better new and better people in things get better when we let new and better people care about us or love us or when we at least listen to and believe what they have to say and I think that that those opportunities those experiences and those relationships they have in the past that may not have been good they can inform your decisions now and they can help you 
have better friendships, have better romantic relationships, have better relationships with your parents or your siblings or whatever and just, you know, look at it as a lesson, not um, a lifetime. And I just came up with that just now. Okay, girl. Um, Look at God. But um, yeah, just not, just not a just lifetime of what this, what, who you are, but a lesson and that's cheesy and you know, it's hard and it's a process, but it's true. And so as the session with Dr. Meg progressed with Kathy, they started talking less about who people told her she was at 17 and more about who she was now and like what was her story now. And so they concluded, this is Kathy's story now, a 20-something who survived years of teenage rejection and emerged as an enthusiastic and beloved teacher, a budding writer, a beautiful and desirable young woman, a Korean-American with special knowledge of what it feels like not to be seen. Yes, I think that's so beautiful because I know what it feels like to not be seen or to feel like you're just looming in the background especially as a minority in you know predominantly white spaces and so just hearing what Kathy came to as her story now was just so empowering to me and um I hope it is for you and these are kind of the three points that I came up just to kind of wrap it up and not do an hour podcast like I usually do because I know y'all love shorter um, podcasts that so the three points are that of course like I said before take we can take back the narrative one step at a time you know asking yourself the tough questions journaling the tough questions writing on your phone the tough questions like who was I before the world told me who to be that's my favorite quote because there's this innocence and there's like this underlining knowing of who we are before we get the grow up and kind of get for lack of a better term like faced with reality of how like just sometimes dark the world is at times and the news and crises and just killings and all of those things and just ask yourself like why did why did I listen to the lie who do you want to be now and what will you stand for and what will you not stand for and also one of my things that I recommended this is silly y'all but I promise you especially like the generation that we are like start to post and feed on stories that expresses your personality and your interests and try not to look at who views it I know I mean let's be honest I do sometimes a lot of the time but and but just try not to care or put weight on it because at least if you if it's in relation to like high school people like at least you know you're taking back some control like that can be a little bit of control that you can show like hey this is who I am and I'm gonna rejoice in that I'm gonna celebrate that and have joy about that because this is my life and so social media can be a way for you to show up as yourself and take back power and but also make sure that like I'm cognizant of the fact that it can be like a show or like to prove yourself. Don't make it that. Just walk in it. Just walk in your truth and walk in your just 
the gift of who you are. And so that's kind of a funny thing, but it's something that I started doing to help me like, it's a very vulnerable place at times, but it kind of helps me be like, oh, I can draw. Like if they want to unfollow me because they don't like my personality, like good riddance, like there's so many millions of people to follow on Instagram and friendships to be made and all content to consume, like okay, bye, like, now I know, now I have people who want to know what I post and want to see me, and so, yeah, and one of them, the next one is create boundaries, you get to choose who you surround yourself with, so, like Kathy, she had very toxic relationships, and it's time to talk about how, kind of talked about how she dated down, and accepted a lot of things that weren't in her values or in her standards, and, I think for me, it's like you don't have to feel like you have to follow people out of obligation, whether that's in high school, college, hometown friends, or whatever. If you feel like you need to for any reason, like just (laughs) keep the peace or whatever, you can mute their posts or their stories. Like I know that sounds harsh, but like we have to keep our peace. You know, we weren't meant to consume all of this information and content and video and news cycles and all of those things like remember you have the power to change your mindset and trust me like my mom can attest that I still go back to old mindsets and negativity but I'm learning that it's a process and that you have to take one step at a time and one day at a time and like wake up like knowing that you have the power to change and like also change your circle of friends you don't have to like drop people like like the first the next day but you can also you know slowly be more intentional about who you spend your time with who you facetime who you text all of those things because it's important because you know you consume what they're talking about you consume like who they are as people and that can filter into your life you know we always hear that saying or you know of who you're surrounded with like tells you a lot about yourself and so also remember that you can like affirmations are so good you can say them out loud you can say bible verses you know whatever you think would help you the best put sticky notes everywhere or you know just journal out some affirmations or things you goals you want to have for your mindset and also you can create a morning routine that helps you like find peace and like reset and find out like how you want to show up that day because it's you know it's a daily process it's a daily thing of like okay how do I want to show up today I get to decide like a daily reminder for you and then also the next thing is like create new memories and cherish those memories and be in the present and not let yourself always be like okay what's gonna happen next is this gonna happen is the same thing gonna happen but like get out you know get after it and and growth and the people that you have around you even if it's just one person that's enough like someone that truly understands you and really um connects and gets your personality and your humor and your interests like that's such a long way from where you were that is amazing and you know 
everyone feels like they have to have 500 friends but sometimes you're left empty with those that sometimes you're left like oh what was that for you know and so even if you're in isolation you can do things also on your own and you can take back you know feeling empowered in your independence and be like I don't always need someone telling me that I'm cool someone telling me that I'm pretty someone telling me that I'm intelligent someone telling me that I'm enough to carry on with my life and get after my goals and do my dreams and go you know do the things that I've always wanted to do in my life just because I don't have 50 billion people around me or close-knit group of people around me just yet or I moved to a new city or whatever that is get a coffee and sit go to the park have a picnic you know while it's still a little bit warmer out maybe depending where you are I know fall is here it has arrived or just drive around blasting music or just music that makes you feel good and just or and just go to your favorite neighborhoods drive around go to your favorite neighborhoods look at the sights drive around I know sometimes I like a dream of driving around in like a wood like a just like a more nature picturesque um you know even neighborhood just like area and just like drive around just be free I don't know I, I can be weird like that um but yeah those are the things that come to mind there is not going to be a a song that I mention um just to keep this short and kind of more in tune with what the content was and what the meat of and the heart of this uh episode if I can get my words out I'm a little rusty guys um so thank you for listening to this episode I am telling you the thing to do. The thing to do, actually, the music to that I don't have a particular song or lyrics to say, but the thing to do, guys, is to listen to the Laney and Casey Musgraves album. Okay? And girls, shout out. RKC pulled through with the song Breadwinner. Because, you know, we can make our own bread. We can do it we are empowered too, okay? (laughs) That is actually me. Like, that voice and, like, that wording is literally, like, my person, part of my personality. So, it kind of wraps up this episode perfectly. And um, I hope this episode helps you with today, tonight, or tomorrow. Talk to you soon, homies. Bye.